This is April Mazza. And this is Christy Showman Fair. And this podcast is overdue. We're friends and coworkers, librarians, librarians. And each episode, we talk about books we're reading, things we're loving, and library advice for gifts. Hi, April. Hi, <laughs> Hi Christy. <laughs> Welcome to our special uh, mini episode all about the Youth Media Awards that were Say mini, yesterday. but we really don't know how long. I know, we have be. no idea. <laughs> this could be a really long episode. Yeah. But we sort of watched the um, Youth Media Awards yesterday together because we were texting each other while, yeah. um, while they were being announced. That was really fun. I'm so glad you were doing that because I... I was sitting on my couch watching and um, kept like gasping and exclaiming. And my poor husband was sitting, <laughs> trying to work and was like, what is happening? I'm like, it's the youth media awards. Don't you understand? This yeah, is a he big wouldn't deal. understand. And that's kind of funny because I was thinking about how like when it's in person, one of the things I love about it is the crowd reaction. Yes. So those sounds. The gas. Yeah. <laughs> and and actually, the very first time I ever attended uh, the awards, they were at ALA Midwinter in Boston. And I went with a friend of mine and I'd never been to the awards before. But what was funny was um, there was a reaction. And I'm not going to remember the book because it was too long ago, but there was a very surprising reaction that almost seemed like booing. Like, I don't, I want to say it wasn't booing because I would like to think that, <laughs> you know, a group of librarians wouldn't do that to a book. But there was like, it was audible disappointment, I'll say. (laughs) And my friend and I just like looked at each other like, what is going on? Like, we don't, we don't know what is happening here. Like, that seems wrong. But yeah, there's always like cheering and screams, clapping, (laughs) yeah, sometimes crying, jumping up and down. So for anybody who hasn't watched the awards or or hasn't um, been there in person, there's always a big reaction when an award has a lot of honor books yes, yeah. or not a lot of honor books. And the year that I was on Caldecott, we had two honor books and the gasps that went through that room. Right. Like that was like not enough. We were just like <laughs> horrified yes. that we would only pick two honor right. books. But if you had seven, then they, they would have been like, the oh, what yeah. is this? Like, mm-hmm. no, that. You know, yeah, it's because, like the sweet spot is like three to four. Right. Yeah. Well, because you, there's no rule about how oh, many no, honor books. No. Um, and it's totally as many as so. you think are worthy. <laughs> it would be weird to not experience the awards with someone else. Like, so I was yeah. happy to be texting with you. Yes. So yeah, let's dig into some, we had some reactions ourselves speaking of. Yeah, totally. Do you want to, do you want to start? I don't even know where to start, but I will say that um, usually like kind of measure my reading against the awards to see like which ones had mm. I read, which ones did I never had never heard of and how well did I, how well in quotes, how well did I do this year Same. and always take a little bit of pride in whether or not I had read and recommended a book that went awards. And um, I feel that a little bit about Firekeeper's Daughter, but then felt like I don't get credit for it because I didn't talk about it on the podcast. Right. <laughs> but I, um, so but you fire, did encourage did. me so much that I bought it you, and oh I God. haven't read it yet, but there is this really funny, there is some pride of like having read it or owning it. Mm-hmm. Cause when that was announced, I was like, yes, I have that book. 
<laughs> like I get some sort of credit for it being on my radar, but yeah, and I went ahead. back through our Instagram yeah. posts and I found that for indigenous people's day, I actually did post about it. Good job. So, and yeah, you win <laughs> also Apple by Eric Ganley. Nice. Um, so I'm yeah. happy that I like had those two there, but <laughs> firekeeper's daughter was in my top books of the year, probably possibly even the top book I read this year. And it was one of those that I think it was the book that got me out of my reading rut. I had a a tough summer and reading was hard and picking that one up. I was just so drawn into the characters that I could not put it down. And there was a night where my husband asked if I wanted to hang out and watch something on TV. And I was like, actually, no, I'm really worried about (laughs) the characters in my book. I need to go back and check in on them. And that is always a measure of an amazing book for me. And I've been talking about it you know, I got another friend to listen to it on audio and she said that the audio was amazing and, you know, been recommending it here and there um, since I read it, which I think was in September is when I read it. And so I'm so excited. Also just. And it won. Do you want to remind me? Oh, yes. Yeah. So it was, um, I I wrote so many awards. So it, (laughs) it um, was an honor for um, the uh, American Indian uh, award, um, which is actually given every two years. Um, it also was a, the winner for the Prince Award, which is Yay. for young adult literature, yeah. which is super, super exciting. And to me, these awards, in addition to honoring the books, it really means that those books are going to get into more readers' mm-hmm. hands because there are a lot of libraries that select from the award list. And I'm so excited about more people reading books about contemporary Native Americans. And so that, that you know, getting beyond the idea that Native Americans are in the past or that they're only part right. of history, but rather there are kids, plenty of kids who right. are um, tribal members. And here it's a story about a teenager who's a tribal member. Right. And that's really important. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it was um, on School Library Journal's Instagram page, they had an image of a bunch of book covers from the awards and pointed out how important this is especially this year, as we talked about previous on a previous episode about a lot of these books coming under fire because mm-hmm. they're yes. depicting, you know, different races or cultures than the white experience there, or they're, you know, featuring authors, illustrators, characters that are in the LGBTQ plus right. community. So to have such representation at the awards is awesome. Like it, yeah. it, it, really highlights these amazing books that often were overlooked in the past. So absolutely. I think yeah. that's or no, just never even got yeah. published. Right. Exactly. They didn't, like they couldn't get they through get all those through. layers. Mm-hmm. The sort absolutely. of gatekeepers of publishing and reviews and, yeah. and, and even library staff purchasing, you know, it's just, exactly. it, there's been a lot of barriers, but we're yeah. seeing some good things. And um, I also, I did want to say about the firekeeper's daughter that you mentioned getting out of the reading rut. I think I'm going to like just start today because I have been in a reading rut. I haven't really, I don't know why I haven't really been enjoying much, but I think everybody kind of ebbs and flows. Yeah. The awards though always get me out of that funk though, because now there are so many, you know, great books to choose from. And even just looking at the covers, like when they Mm -hmm. were doing the announcements and each cover that would come through, I I took pictures of my screen. Yeah. cover game very strong really just really appealing looking titles so very exciting um another one to mention though while we're talking about um 
the American Indian Youth Literature Awards was Jojo McCoon. So yes, I get to yes, take yes, a little yes. credit. <laughs> but um, actually, we'll we'll bring it back to the original um, recommender, our friend Suzanne. But um, such a great book and so glad to see that highlighted because like, as you mentioned, it's just like a regular kid, regular kind of book, contemporary with, you know, kids that are living on a reservation and part of a tribal community. So mm-hmm. just, just a great fun read. Can I, can I mention a yes. book that I do feel like I can take credit, not yeah. take credit for <laughs> Starfish. Yes, Starfish. I actually was really surprised to see that it was a Prince honor because that's the very low mm. range for Prince. So for those who are not as familiar with the Prince Award, it's uh, for young adults literature and um they go from about 12 to 18 and so it's on the young end but I'm so so happy that it was recognized Mm -hmm. uh Lisa Phipps did a phenomenal job I cried I straight up cried yesterday that it was (laughs) that it won yeah yeah I I was happy I I still haven't read it yet but yeah again seeing it there and having talked about it on the podcast and knowing how much you love it just made me so happy. I don't think I had anything that I talked about that won something except for uh, last, last night, night at the Telegraph, the Telegraph Club, Club. <laughs> <laughs> which we just were talking about won a bunch of things. So many. Do you want to, do you want to, um, all the awards, them off? You yeah. Get a you get a sticker. Uh, so um, Asian American Pacific Islander um, Stonewall, it was a Prince honor. And then um, it also had already won the National Book Award. So it is just covered in stickers. Yeah. I know sometimes people think like, oh, just because it's won awards doesn't really, you know, mean that it's better than any other book, blah, blah, blah. It's such a good book and it deserves all those stickers. I also think that like if people should read it if they haven't yet. It's so great. When multiple committees made up yeah. of totally different people right. who are we- independent, wide yeah. swaths of books, yeah, all say this one floats to the top. Right. I think that says a lot. It about- does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's, Actually, so- it's so great. Another book that is covered in stickers, Unspeakable, The Tulsa Race Massacre by Carol Boston Weatherford and illustrated by Floyd Cooper. It won the Illustrator Award for the Coretta Scott King. It was a Caldecott. And the author. Award. And the author award. Yes, right. So I actually was wondering, like, does it get two Coretta Scott yeah, King I think it should. it should. And then on Cyber, I believe. Mm-hmm. One of the honor, honor books. Cyber Honor. But here's the thing. Floyd Cooper died in July. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm that so is sad too bad. Yeah. that I, I hope that um, I hope that his family is able to be part of the celebrations and um, because it's so important. His work has always been mm-hmm. just like fantastic and gorgeous. And this book is incredibly important. I'm glad it's getting all the stickers. Mm-hmm. And again, going back to your point about all the right now with books getting challenged mm-hmm. in, in libraries and schools. Um, this is one that would get challenged. And I think there was an interview that I read um, where Carol Boston Weatherford mentions that, that she is like acutely aware that this Mm -hmm. is a book that in some, in some States right now would be considered illegal for school libraries to have it. Right. Because it's a part of history, right. That, and that had been hidden, ignored Mm -hmm. for so long. I only recently found out about this event um you know just within the last few years so I think it's when I had seen this title I thought that is so important that we have this for young people so Mm -hmm. they don't grow up like me blind to you know things like this but 
but in yeah you're right in some states this is considered you know defamatory to white people and right. on, it could harm them and oh it's so terrible mixed and up. also <laughs> like how important language is um mm-hmm. I, the reason i, I kind of scroll back i just wanted to make sure that i had it correct but the the subtitles the tulsa race massacre mm. if people in the u.s had heard about this event which took place in 1921 the summer of 21 um they likely saw it as the Tulsa race riot, right, exactly, which yeah. implied that it was a two-sided mm-hmm. issue, which right. that is not true. Right. It really was a bunch of white people going right. and just burning down homes right. and businesses and hurting and that, people and killing. And them. the word riot is usually associated with black people responding yeah. to yeah. something and, you know, sort of misbehaving. Exactly. And that's not what happened here at all. Yeah. And this, just become sort of a really negative word so so important that this book is now covered in stickers yes and yeah i I put it on hold right away when it comes to caldecott stuff i would like to say that you know i didn't recommend them but i was prescient a little bit because i have Ooh, watercress. watercress i'm showing april right now nobody can see this (laughs) watercress in my hands um, which was the Caldecott winner um, by it's by Andrea Wang and illustrated by Jason Chin, um, who is just a fantastic artist. Um, but I had requested this, and then also Mel Fell, which was one of the honor books. I had yeah, this that's one too. A, that's on my whole list. Also, oh my god, it's so fun. I mean, water. So I, I should probably talk about Watercrest the most because it is the winner. Um, it is gorgeous. I've gone through it a m- number of times just looking at. Um, the details and the textures and the facial expression. I mean, I, the, uh, his ability to get facial expressions Mm -hmm. in watercolor, like, I don't know if you can see these. Yeah, Um, they're beautiful. Amazing. I I can barely like draw a face with pencil. Like, I don't think I could do it with watercolor. And then Mel Fell, I, I got this one and um, my eight-year-old read it first. We were in the car after picking it up from the library and he was just so tickled by the, (laughs) the, um, the way orientation Mm -hmm. because it goes, it turns the book upside down. Uh, I mean, sideways, but then like halfway through you turn it this way. And so it's like dynamic in its orientation, really kind of breaking barriers with how the book format works very cool and i am always excited when that happens me too very cool and when it works yeah right yeah it doesn't always work oh and Corey tabor so on the author of mel fell author mm-hmm. and illustrator of mel fell so caldecott honor also won the geisel award for uh, fox at night oh i didn't even make that connection yeah i put a lot of the geisels on hold if you don't mind i'll i'll talk yes, about please. one um i put a lot on hold because um that's one of my favorite uh, areas of reading, our beginning readers. And to do that well, I think it takes a lot of talent. And I was able to get from my local library. I went like right after the announcements to see what they had. Um, sadly, a lot of books were out because they, you know, they, it's not like they're hidden gems a lot of the award books were were checked out but I managed to get Beacon Alley Unlikely Friends by Norm Foodie F-E-U-T-I and that was I 
think one of the yeah. honors. One of the honors. Um, and it's like a beginning reader graphic novel. And it is so funny. I'm trying to show you, but I have a blurry background. I can't background. because you have your like, I know. blurry background on. <laughs> We're on Zoom and I messed up. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just really funny, but it's also... Uh, it's about a bird that's trying to make friends with this alligator Aww. and the alligator really isn't interested. And so it's, it's cute and it's funny, but it has heart. A friendship does develop and in sort of a more realistic way, you know, very, I think, authentic to child experience. So well, I that's can't wait to the see the criteria for a lot of the awards, mm-hmm. that, you know, that right? messaging isn't didactic, right. that it is um, speaking to the ch- child's experience. Exactly. Did you have any others you wanted to um, share? Those are the only ones that I wrote down. I, going back to Apple, which um, was actually the on the list for, right, it might've been the winner of, and I'm blanking on the, um, the young adult nonfiction award. And, and actually now that I'm looking at this list, I don't even see it. So maybe I'm totally lying. I know it was oh. on some, one of the, oh. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh, it's, it was one of the, um, one of the American Indian Youth Literature Awards. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And it's called um, Apple? It's called Apple. Yeah. By Eric Gansworth. I said oh, Ganley yes. earlier. I'm sorry. I, I was incorrect. I listened to it as an audiobook and I highly, highly recommend it. Um, it is actually narrated by the author. Mm-hmm. It's a memoir in, in poems. It's so, so well done. Um, I highly, highly recommend it. Well, I have one I also found at the library when we were both watching the awards and Boogie Boogie Y'all by (laughs) C.G. Esperanza. And it is gorgeous. This one, um, I think uh, Pura Belpre um, Honor book for illustration. That's right. And, but also the Odyssey Award and they played a clip for children. There's also one for young adult but when they played the audio both you and I were like oh my gosh this is amazing and my husband happened to be in the room at the same time too and and he just was like what is happening like I thought you were listening to the book awards yeah like, you this, know, this sounds like music the, you yeah. know it sounds like music so I was super happy like when I went to the library it's actually on display if people haven't seen it yet it definitely reads like a song. It's so fun. And a lot of the illustration is this graffiti that is found around, you know, there's, it's in the subway, there's sort of murals. It's just really cool. It's so colorful and so vibrant and all these sort of interesting people playing at the playground, playing basketball. One of my favorites is there is a part where it also sort of flips vertical. It's uh, horizontal most of the time, but the, there are bubbles, um, kids are blowing bubbles and the bubbles are just, that really caught my eye. Like that is so cool. So I'm really looking forward to listening to the audio because the clip we heard at the awards was super fun. Um, it really was. I, I loved I hearing really like audio narrated too. Mm-hmm. I really love audiobooks. Yeah. Um, well, and speaking of audio, sort of in a way, um, one more that I wanted to talk about is uh, was a Cybert honor and it's Nina, a story of Nina. Oh, yes. Uh, written by <laughs> Tracy and Todd and pictures by Christian Robinson. And the reason why I mentioned audio is because 
uh, I think before on the podcast, I don't remember exactly when, but we had talked about um, playlists that go along with books and some yeah. authors, um, you know, will create like a Spotify list. Uh, maybe it's, you know, books they, I'm sorry, songs they were listening to <laughs> while they were writing or, right, or ones uh, that are linked, like sort of featured in the book. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I got this as a um, review copy and it came with a little pamphlet and it has a little Spotify um, yes. track that you can like, uh, what is it called? You know, you can take, listen to, listen to, but you can use your phone, scan the, oh, right, scan right. the barcode <laughs> and uh, bring that up. I know ah, my brain is mushy, but this is, you know, just a wonderful book. It is picture book format. Um, Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, you know, it's not a comprehensive biography of Nina Simone's life, but it gives you, you know, a wonderful introduction and to all the different sort of facets of her life, which was so interesting. And I think I had said to you in text, like, I love the illustrations. And then I felt really stupid after because who doesn't love Christian Robinson's illustrations? Everybody. Like, like they are just always so wonderful. They're, um, you know, sort of cut paper collage, so colorful and um, just really like, I'm flipping through the book now, just again, amazed at like, how expressive the characters are yeah you know there's a lot of impact with what seems like very kind of simple lines and um, placement but it's also purposeful so it's a cut paper always blows my mind you know the the skill and the Mm -hmm. the thinking outside of the box of what you can do to create images from all these other pieces it is just yeah right, absolutely amazing. and the perspective like this one it's uh Nina standing at a piano but the way mm. the piano is in the picture it's sort of to the side and she's at the side but it's not like a flat it doesn't yeah. look like a flat no. image there's uh, perspective to it and yeah, yeah that's made with paper cut paper is really cool yeah. so that's that's wonderful I hope people you know again, check that out or have that in their collections. And then you can check out the playlist that goes along with it. But I do, it is something really fun and special about watching the awards and, you know, hearing the names of Mm -hmm. books that you've read. And um, authors authors, and and creators that we've met or loved for a while. That you're familiar with or that you're rooting for, uh, which reminds me um, of the children's literature award um <gasps> and now I'm trying to find the, the right name because I'm always messing up thank you um and that so this oh, children's literature legacy award and this is for an uh, author illustrator whose books published in the United States have made over a period of years of substantial and lasting contribution to literature for children through books that demonstrate integrity and respect for all children's lives and experiences so I'm reading that from <laughs> the ALA site did not memorize that. Um, but both of us were so happy to learn that the 2022 winner is Grace Lynn. And she has written and illustrated so many books, so many lovely 
um, picture books, but also uh, chapter books. And um, she's, she's local. Yeah, she live. lives in she Massachusetts. Lives in Massachusetts. Yeah. I actually sat next to her once at an, at an event. It might even been like the banquet for the awards. She was just so wonderful to talk to, just so friendly and, and she also so thoughtful. Oh, does she? Yeah, yeah. She started it. Um, and I don't, don't know if they changed the title. I'll have to look it up and um, we can link to it in the show notes and also on Instagram. But um, when there was a movement on kidlit women, so she was doing interviews mm. with, uh, with women in uh, children's literature. And I think it's kind of evolved into a, a bigger, mm-hmm. bigger deal. Um, oh. Not that that wasn't a big deal, right. but you know, a, a, a different kind of sure. creature since then, but yeah. So if you want to listen to her talk too, you can. Awesome. I'll and while we're talking about out. like lifetime and, and uh, lifetime achievement, oh my gosh, A.S. King. So oh yes, yes. Uh, she won the Margaret A. Edwards Award for Lifetime Achievement in Writing for Young Adults and for specifically for the books, Ask the Passengers, Gloria O'Brien's History of the Future, and Please Ignore Vera Dietz. Um, and I, I, oh man, I love her work. She's just fabulous. And a couple of years ago, she uh, was um, one of the keynote speakers at the Massachusetts School Library Association conference. And I mean, I loved her books before that, but hearing her speak Mm. just made me this huge fangirl to the point that I like, I kind of get a little verklempt when she's around. (laughs) There was one more thing I wanted to point out that we talked about a little bit while we were texting yesterday was a book that uh, recognized by both the Newberry committee and the Caldecott. Oh, that's right. Yes. Which is watercress. Pretty and rare. There's, mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't happen a lot. It did happen in 2020 with um, undefeated, but it doesn't happen a ton. And part of the thing is a lot of people think of Newberry as a book for chapter book as an award for chapter books and not picture books. And so right. we, we've in the past run mock book award um events and and heard kind of like frustration from people mm-hmm. when a picture book wins Newberry like last October right. um won the right. Newberry that was a big upset if you right. had been in the room at that time yeah yes. <laughs> and but the thing is the Newberry award is for literature it's for the that's the, right the words and how the words are are presented and tell right. a story and so yeah picture books can right. be honored by the Newberry and, committee and for the intended audience of zero exactly. to 14. I exactly. think that's also yeah. really important to remember. Yeah. Same, same with the Caldecott. It's the same age range. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, a lot of people think Caldecott is just picture books, but a graphic novel can win, a board mm-hmm. book can win. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just sort of what we've traditionally seen has been more traditional yeah. because that's sort of what was out there, what, what there was to choose from. Um, but now we have you know, sort of more options, more sort of openness again, mm-hmm. um, less gatekeeping, although I think yeah. that still exists, but, oh, totally. um, but, but, it's but still yeah, like I'm so glad you brought that up because I always get such joy out of something Me like too. that when, when a book is recognized in different ways by different committees, I think it's really cool. Yeah. And it gets people talking about the books, mm-hmm. which is also yeah. 
part of the joy of an award. That's right. Is that people talk about them and share right. the books and with their friends and their families and kids in their lives. Right. Yeah. We couldn't wait. We were like texting each other, like we should do a podcast episode. Yes. I don't know why we hadn't thought about it before, but let's make it an annual event. Yes, absolutely. And maybe, who knows, maybe next year we'll actually be there in person and we can oh, record we live on location. <laughs> and not just our guests oh. at home. <gasps> oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> only our families can hear. Um, So uh, thank you everyone for listening today. We would love to hear what you thought about this year's winners and honors or, you know, anything that you wish had been recognized that didn't, we'd love to hear about that too. So it's it's on our radar. At this pod is overdue at gmail.com. And we will um, have a post about this on Instagram. You can follow us on Instagram at this pod is overdue. Um, I actually do have photos of my computer that I took during the, the announcements. So <laughs> That's great. Share. Well, and I've got my little mini pile of books here. I'll, I'll yeah. take some pictures too. So thanks again, everyone. Thanks, Christy. Thanks, April. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast is overdue with Christy and April. Bye everyone. Happy reading. Our podcast music was provided by thepodcasthost.com and Alidu, the podcast maker. Find your own free podcast music over at thepodcasthost.com slash free music. Happy reading. (laughs) That sounds ominous. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a lot to get through.